Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about bringing professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we're going to have a blast today, but we're going to turn things up a bit, turn them on their head, spin them around. Um, you know, this is program 858. And a couple of times in there, I have done this where a guest has interviewed me and I have become the victim. <laughs> you know, the person being interviewed. And it's always so much fun. Anyhow, I think so. Um, and so we're going to have so much fun today because we're doing that. And the fabulous Kathleen Caldwell is going to be interviewing me. So welcome, Kathleen. How are you doing this morning? Oh, Deb, I am so excited. I was like a kid before Christmas, looking forward to this morning and to I be know. able to interview you, so put you fun. on the the, 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 we're going to put you on the love seat, not the hot okay, seat. Not the, the hot seat, seat, the love seat. I love it. <laughs> well, let me tell people just a smidge about you so that they know why I was like, oh my gosh, Kathleen has to do this. So I have known Kathleen not really all that long. It's kind of amazing, but we have definitely bonded and she is my business coach. She is definitely my mentor. And she's very much a trusted friend, um, you know, and, and we have been through a journey together and that's what we're going to be talking about today. But Kathleen is, you know, she's, oh my gosh, I just can't say enough about her. She is the chief business strategist and the founder of Caldwell Consulting Group. And I'll have her tell a little bit more about that later on in the program. Um, she's also a success hypnotherapist. That's always so much fun. I love it when we do short little sessions. She is part of C-Suite Network. She is an investor and a contributor thought leader. She is the founder of C-Suite Network's Women's Coaching and Consulting Council. And, you know, it, what she does is bring so much light and energy and knowledge for those of us who are in the business world. And I am very proud to say that for a year, I've been a part of her Women's Success Accelerator, which is what led us to what the heck we're talking about today. So with that, Kathleen, I'm just going to go ahead and turn it over to you. Oh, Deb, thank you. Thank you so much. And I was looking back, we've known each other for about a year and a half. And mm -hmm. I, I think that this really signals that people that are like-minded mm -hmm. and are energetically aligned can really connect mm -hmm. and, you know, right. really create beautiful mm -hmm. connected relationships. Right. And have magic happen as mm -hmm. a result of right. bringing two people together. Mm -hmm. And it really is the mastermind effect along with the other sisters that are in our success mm -hmm. accelerator and our council. So right. our, the power community, which is really mm -hmm. part of the theme for today, mm -hmm. isn't it? Right. It is. It is. You know, and, and it's been all virtual. We were lucky enough to meet in person um, this last January, but until then it was all virtual. And I think that is showing how business has evolved into truly a virtual type of, of community where we can build such good business connections and friendships all virtually. I, maybe it goes back to those old pen pal days, right? When, when we used to write letters to a pen pal that we never met, but we bonded with them. Will you be my pen pal? I will. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. and and. You know, it's really fascinating how energetically, you know, with a powerful intention, mm -hmm. we can create something really phenomenal, dynamic, mm -hmm. and make such an impact. And that's what you're doing, Deb. Mm -hmm. It's it's what you're doing. And so, you know, switching the tables here, putting you in the love seat to really talk about, yeah, your mm -hmm. journey. And mm -hmm. so may I start with a couple questions, my dear? Sure. Thank you. Thank you. So I would love if you would tell your global audience, our audience now in this moment, how, how tell us a little bit about your journey, mm -hmm. your health journey, and you know, what kind of had you had the inklings 
to maybe there's something about this mm-hmm. that maybe have a has a greater purpose. Right. Well, from a business perspective, I've always been a communicator, you know, and 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 a connector. I mean, that's been one of the things that that I have always prided myself in is connecting people with the knowledge and the the resources that they need. I mean, that's just kind of always been in there. Um, in 2015 is kind of where this journey started. I was a good kid. I went for my annual checkup, like we all do, um, and had my mammogram and got the phone call, you need to come back. Now, I had worked for an oncologist and I worked for the American Cancer Society. And so immediately the alarm bells went off. I mean, I knew that the equipment hadn't malfunctioned, um, even though they were very careful about how they worded things. I mean, they, you know, but but so I I went back and turns out I had something that only the computer could see. I did not have a lump. I did not have a bump, a mass, anything like that. I had what they call microcalcifications, which are smaller than grains of sand or salt or whatever we want to call it. Itsy bitsy little things. And like I said, the computer saw it. Most women once they reach a certain age, have these things because it is just something that happens in their body as the hormones in our body change. The vast majority of time, there's no problem, obviously. Um, but every once in a while, people have to be special and and they start uh, gathering together and then they, they cause an issue. And so that was what the problem was. Uh, met with my doctors and they all said, this is going to be easy peasy. This is stage zero. We're, you know, we're going to keep an eye on it. We're going to do a couple more follow-up appointments, blah, blah, blah. So I did meet with uh, the the surgeon and, uh, and she was same thing, not going to have any problems. This is going to be easy. Ran a couple biopsies. Those came back negative. And then she said, you know, but we do need to do the, it, it pull some lymph nodes just to see, just to make sure. And it was one of those things where it surprised all of us because eight of 12 lymph nodes came back positive for cancer. And so I went from stage zero to stage three-ish, just, you know, in the span of an hour, <laughs> you know, wow. and, you know, and, and so then it was, okay, now we have a totally different problem. Um, you know, and, and it was one of those things where, like I said, you know, I know just enough to be dangerous. So I knew, okay, now we've got issues. Met then with the oncologist and and we you know and, and she was a little concerned. She said because these little bippity boppities are floating through my body. You know, it's not that we have something in one place where we can just go in and take it out. Um, and so she decided to throw the, the the virtual book at it. And I had eight different chemo drugs in one day. Um, it was a really fun day, but I didn't have any issues. You know, Halloween was like the next day. I gave out candy. I mean, you know, it was like, well, this is fun. And then you I threw it like a trooper, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. and and I really was kind of thinking, well, this was easy. Stupid me. <laughs> I know it was like, hmm. Um, because then it hit. And and you know, it was like, okay, I should be nauseated. I, you know, all of those things that we know go along with taking chemotherapy, whether it's small doses, large doses, whatever. And, you know, and, and I was okay. And then I went another day. And it was like, well, I don't, I don't know about this. And, and so we were getting ready to call in and tell my doctor, we think there's a problem. I need to come back. And in essence, the world fell apart at that point. Um, you know, uh, my husband had to, to call an ambulance uh, and the fire department came to get me down the stairs. That was fun. Um, and we you know, were on our way to the, the hospital. And what had happened was I had a, an excruciating pain in one place. I mean, it was, and, and I knew that was not normal, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and so I remember being on the way to the hospital and which is five minutes away, which is good. Um, and, t- and, and we stopped and I told the very nice EMT, why are we stopping? Because I'm like, I am all the time, just jabber, jabber. Hello. How are you doing? Type of thing. Right. And, and I, and I said, why did we stop? And he said, well, it's a stoplight. And I said, well, we're not going lights and sirens. <laughs> and that's the last thing I remember for hours. I crashed. And so um, what had happened was the the one of the, the chemo drugs had uh, basically caused um, a hole in my colon 
that's a really bad thing to have because you get sepsis. And not only did I have sepsis, it then went into septic shock, um, which is where your body just shuts down. Um, so get to the hospital, which, like I said, was five minutes. That was the good thing. Um, and for the vast majority of people who have this complication, it is fatal um, because you are thinking it's just regular, you know, and, and so, you know, we we never would have would have done anything. Um, but I ended up in the hospital for seven weeks because I had multiple complications. I mean, you do when you have septic shock and but learning how to communicate with the doctors was a big part of this process because there were so many of them because I had so many complications. I remember at one point I had 10, 10 different doctors that did rounds on me. Um, and, you know, it was it was one of those things where I was just determined that everything was going to be OK. I mean, they they argued over how fast I was going to die. And I'm like, excuse me, I can hear you. Um, and it it really was just kind of one of those things. And then, you know, obviously got better, it had more surgery had more complications, you know, anything and everything that could go wrong did. But I just kept thinking, this is not going to be the end of me. You know, this, this is not going to be it. And a, a huge part of that was my community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, I, when I initially knew what kind of the situation was, oh, and, and then to add, you know, kind of things in there, at one point, I, I told them, I said, you know, I, my rib hurts. So got to have another fun test. And then the diagnosis went to stage four. So technically, my stage, my diagnosis is stage four, uh, triple positive breast cancer. All of those words are very bad, um, you know, and, and especially when you combine them all like that. But, you know, but I had been keeping my community posted and, and people had said, tell us what's going on. So what I did was rather than sending, you know, multiple emails, multiple texts, I set up a private Facebook group and Great. invited my friends and said, "Hey, if you want to know what's going on with me, here here it is." 400 people are part of that group. Um, you know, and and the vast majority of them are are the lurkers. Um, you know, and I don't even know if they read the messages, of course, but they're there. Um, and during this whole process, I would keep them posted or someone else would um, when I couldn't. And one of the things I remember thinking is, well, I I have to get better because I can't let all these people down. But more importantly, I felt their support and their caring and their prayers, all of those various things, um, you know, and, and that really was a huge part, I think, of why I have gotten to where I am today, seven, eight years later, oh <laughs> and oh and still, you know, I'm still in treatment. I actually still have um, every 21 days because I could not obviously take more chemotherapy. Um, we did try one more time. Guess what? Did the same thing. Um, back in the hospital, I went, and um, you know, and and but I still am in in active treatment. Every twenty one days, I go and I have an infusion. Um, so I have a port in my shoulder to make it very easy to do this, and you know, we just go along. Um, but it it to me, it really was so much that the the things I I learned were communication and your community. I mean that that was was the big takeaways for me. Yes, yes. And, you know, I just would like to add a little uh, humor because you and I do that. And so for your audience, just know that Deb goes to a lot of extremes to experience life and every part of life. And she's committed to expertise. So you are, I mean, you just, you went through it. It's Mm -hmm. just amazing. You're not a bystander. You're in. I'm in the thick of it. Holy schmoly. Exactly. And trying to to have fun with it too. I mean, you know, you yes. gotta have a little humor in in it. Yes, yes, and and so you know, from this you know experience that you've had, and you know, I, I mean, I have so many questions that you know we'll talk about mm-hmm. about you know how can people support people that are mm-hmm. dealing with cancer, and of course, you know, the, the people that are the supporters, you know, mm-hmm. oftentimes we don't know what to do, so right. we'll talk about that in a moment. But you know, how then this Cancer really has been part of your life for seven, mm-hmm. eight years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thinking about how did it then impact your business? Because again, you're the mm-hmm. founder of the Business right. Power Hour. So mm-hmm. let's, mm-hmm. you know, let's right. talk about that. How did 
the experience of everything you went through, how did it impact your business? So my my company is Wise Women Communications. Yes. Um, and clearly we had clients during all of this. There was about a month where I dropped off the face of the earth. Um, and Business Power Hour ran best of episodes. Please. So that worked, yes. right? Yes. Um, you know, I, I, I don't remember. Have we counted those in the 858 or not? I don't Anyhow. <laughs> you know, um, There's still episodes, right? It. This is true. Yeah. This is true. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, but my business has 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 continued. And I tell people for one thing, hospitals and doctors' offices have really pretty good Wi-Fi. You know, so I yes. can sit there and be working. There are times where I've been in the hospital and my clients have never known it because I just keep working. Um and uh, you know, it it has been uh, you know, uh, the the nice thing was that I could do that. I mean, everything that I do is virtual. So I had that opportunity. Um, I did tell my clients what was going on, just so if there was ever a day or two here or there where I didn't respond, that was probably what was going on. Um, you know, and and so that was one of the things is having those discussions, which is a challenging discussion for many people in business to have with people they work with. Right. Right. Which knowing what you're up to these days, you know, has really informed a lot of your new work that you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, you're continuing with your wise women communication, mm -hmm. your business power hour, but also expanding your business mm -hmm. and, you know, your mission as well for right. life. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, would you like to share how your experience with cancer in your journey mm -hmm. has now taken you to another level of living? Right. Yeah. You know, part of it is you do have your your mindset alters, um, you know, and, and the thing with stage four cancer is it is not considered curable. It is always there. Now, it may never come back, but it is not, you know, once it reaches that point, there is always the, the chance that it will reoccur and, and that you will come out of remission. Um, fortunately, I have not had anything show up on any scan since 2015. That first big dose did its job. Um, you know, yeah. But, um, you know, but, but you do start thinking about the fact that maybe your expiration date is a little bit sooner than, mm. you know, than, than others. But at the same point, you can't dwell on it because I could get hit by a bus when I'm going out. I mean, you know, and, and so, but I think one of the things that, that you, you really do think about anyhow, at least I did was what is going to bring me joy and what isn't, and can I either eliminate or, you know, make it smaller, um, you know, and, and really focus on being around people who bring me joy, who I laugh with, um, you know, and, 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 you know, same thing with clients, you know, I've always told people don't work with somebody you don't want to, you know, be, you know, be around, but it, you know, that was part of it was, you know, I, I like my clients. I like working with them. And if somebody approached me that I wasn't comfortable with, I would very politely decline and, and recommend them to someone else. Um, but it does, you know, when, when you have something like this, you know, whether it's cancer, a chronic illness, things like that, you do start thinking about how am I going to live the rest of my life? And if, am I going to make it something that, you know, I could look back on and be proud of or look back on and go, eh, <laughs> you know, and, and so that kind of was, was the, the, the impetuous between how am I going to go on from now? Do I slip? Of course, you know, we all have days where, you know, it's, it's not a good time, but the, the goal is how can I, how can I leave the world a better place? You know, I'm not mother Teresa. I'm not, but how can, in my little part of the world, how can I leave it a better, better place? Yes. And, and you certainly are doing that. And I, I think, you know, some people often say that that a diagnosis of a disease or a condition or a situation mm -hmm. has ended up giving them so much vitality mm -hmm. and new purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how would you say that the diagnosis that you received, how how has it changed your life from, you know, trying not to die, but to live, right. you know, which is really the, mm -hmm. the tagline for mm -hmm. your for your new business mm -hmm. and community mm -hmm. right. venture? You know, it, it is, it, part of it is to give yourself grace. And, 
you know, not try to solve all the problems of the world, not try to to make your business the $900 billion business. Now that would be great, but, you know, but to, to realize, you know, do what you can while you can, um, you know, and, and one of the things that I really had to learn is, is to accept the limitations that, that all of this has put on me. Um, one of the drugs that I take causes extreme fatigue and insomnia. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, this is fun. Um, so you're wide awake and sleepy at two o'clock in the morning. Um, and but it also means that that there are chronic things. Like I have chronic pain. Um, normally, it's just kind of hovering around there, and you ignore it. And then it'll pop up to a nine or a ten, and I'm like, okay, stopping now. And I think. You know, I get forced to do that. I get, you know, I have to stop. I have to take a nap. I have to do these things. And what what it reminds me of, though, is that we all have those little things where we kind of hit that wall and we ignore it. And it either means that we we don't do the best whatever it is that we're doing because we're extremely fatigued. We're not feeling well. We're just not feeling it, period, right? Um, right. But we force ourselves to go through it. And sometimes what we do need to do is take that pause and kind of regenerate. Maybe it's, you know, a five minute meditation period, you know, or a nap or you knock off for a long weekend, but we need to pay attention to those signals that our mind and our bodies are sending us. Yeah, absolutely. And to ignore them at a, at a high cost, right? Right. Because you you now know the effect of... Mm-hmm what happens when you listen to your body mm-hmm. and you listen to your intuition, right. your mm-hmm. knowing, your trust of what's mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. And then perhaps times when you haven't, and certainly I haven't, you know, just push through it, as mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is a cost, isn't there? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and sometimes it, it is that we just don't do as good a job or we get cranky with people yes. or, you know, all of those various things, but yeah, you know, it's, we're not serving ourselves or anyone else. W- to our best when we're not paying attention to those those signals. Right, right. And and I know one thing that you do and I so appreciate is specifically is that you know that on a treatment day mm-hmm. and that, you know, for, for your mm-hmm. global audience, it could be you anticipate and you know that you have a big event coming up mm-hmm. or you have something going on in your life and you anticipate that, hey, you know, I might need a little extra self-care. Mm-hmm, right. And so g- granting yourself the grace, mm-hmm. as you said, mm-hmm. to to give ourselves the grace in advance for that. Right. And, and I think for many women that uh, I know for me, I was, you know, uh, you know, in an environment, uh, my mother, very, very um, hard driving, mm-hmm. really, really successful nurse mm-hmm. uh, and and father, very successful. So uh, so driving, doing, mm-hmm. achieving was always very uh, right. rewarded. And napping um, is not part of that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's not part of the ma- the mm-hmm. matrix, you know, napping or a little bit of relaxation, right. mm-hmm. taking some time out mm-hmm. uh, was not part of the equation. Mm-hmm. But how do you then use, you know, anticipating what's mm-hmm. happening in your life and building in some strategies mm-hmm. You prepare yourself, Deb. Yeah. How do you do that? You know, the nice thing is I know exactly what days I'm going to have treatment on. They're in my calendar for the rest of the year. Now, do those change? Sure. I mean, like, you know, but we can't be off by much uh, right. because, you know, I, I go every 21 days. At the most, I can go five weeks. Um, yes. And and the problem is when I go five weeks, then I get a double dose. So I really try to not do that. Um, but yeah, so I have this built in, this is going to happen on this day. And so I have gone through my calendar and those days are completely blocked off. Yes. You know, the, They're and, sacred and I, for you, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. And I block the entire day because you know my treatment takes a whopping 30 minutes, takes me longer to get there, get all the blood work, do all that stuff than my treatment actually takes. But um by blocking the entire day, I'm not going to get to the point where it's like, oh, I've scheduled something, you know, and, and then you're in mass panic. Um, I schedule, I actually schedule with the doctor four appointments at a time. So yes. I'm I'm going out, you know, and, and so those are a pretty set. But, you know, and I try and do mornings because then I can come home and rest. And like I said, I have blocked myself out. Now, if something comes up that I think I want to do, I can do it. 
but I'm not in that, oh my gosh, I have to rearrange things mode. Um, you know, and 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 I also know that the for a couple of days after I have a treatment, I'm gonna be tired. That's the, you know, I'm fortunate in the fact that the the side effects are are really just fatigue. I mean, you know, there's there's not anything like like because it's it's not what I'm taking now is not chemotherapy. So um it's I just get to, so you know, I I block that time out. I try to not do anything for that weekend. Does that always work? No. I mean, there have been times well, I've gone, I've flown somewhere the same day I had a treatment or, you know, driven on, you know, but again, you make, um, you make those concessions, you know, okay, well, I'm going to have to go to bed early. Maybe I'm going to, and, and a big part of it is, okay, how am I going to eat this week? Am I going to make sure I get enough fluids? Because that's part of this. You get these nasty chemicals in your body. A big part is keeping hydrated to flush them around and out as fast as you possibly can. Um, you know, and so it's just kind of knowing all of these things that you have to do and make concessions for it and, and let the people around you know, those things also, you know, now my husband, bless him. He's, he's obviously had to deal with this as much as I have, but he knows treatment days are, (laughs) he's on his own for dinner. Um, you know, and, and, but, you know, he also knows that it's, you know, it is the the time where I need to rest. Um, you know, other people who I work with know, okay, she might not respond that day, but she'll respond the next day. Uh, you know, and, 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 and just not letting them push me, um, you know, to say, nope, we need you to do this. Again, you know, you make the choice. Maybe it is something I need to do, but you know, otherwise it's it's not. And and it, it comes back to that communication. You know, people don't know that we need that extra time, that extra grace if we don't tell them. You know, I like to think they're mind readers, but they're not. Right, right. And so everything that you've learned, your experiences, my goodness, I mean the vast experiences that you've had with the cancer diagnosis and the journey mm-hmm. has then turned into about a year ago, you know, a conversation that we had mm-hmm. in March of 2022 mm-hmm. about you telling me about this journey. Right. And, and, you know, the thing that I have been given the grace of is being able to see and put together the dots about how people's experience mm-hmm. can lead to right. You know, the, the mess is the mission, mm-hmm. as people call it. Mm-hmm. And the journey is mm-hmm. really the, the foundation mm-hmm. for a movement. What what do you how do you think that your your diagnosis has now then informed what you're doing now mm-hmm. so passionately? The trying not to die yeah. dot live right. movement. You know, it it all along people have said you need to be lecturing. You need to do these need things. To you need to share your journey. <laughs> um, my oncologist was, was the first one. Um, she yes. said, you know, you need to be, you need to be talking to other doctors about this. Um, and, and I kept thinking, I don't want to be cancer girl. Yeah, you know? Need to is not very, uh, need right. to sounds like another yes, to do on a to. list. Yeah. 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 You know, and I'm like, yeah. Nah. Need um, to. Yeah. And about? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, but, it, but yeah, so I, it, now it, if people asked me, you know, Hey, here's what's going on. I was more than happy to help, um, you know, in the doctor's office, they have, they have brought people to me and said, you know, Hey, she's getting a port. Would you mind showing her what your port looks like? Uh, would you talk to, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that, you know, pre COVID and now we're starting to get back to where I can do it again. I'll go around and say, Hey, can I get everybody something to drink? You know, freeing nice. up the staff for um, being able to do what they're to, to be doing. Um, you know, and 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 just talking to people. I mean, you know, hello, I'm Chatty Kathy, right? Um, but you know, when I joined Women's Success Accelerator, it was with the goal of promoting the LinkedIn service that we provide for executives. You know, how are we going to take that to the next level? And so, you and I were having the one-on-one. We were talking about that, and. You said you took a you took a pause and you said, you know what? There's more, because you had put those dots together, and you saw that I needed to take what I had been through and use it to help others. And I think the time was finally, obviously, finally right for me to acknowledge and accept that. And so we did, you know. And 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 yeah, I mean, it's been a year, and here we have this movement 
this, you know, whatever it is that we call it, that is going forward, gaining momentum. <clears throat> We're having so much fun with it, but it it is, it's it's such a delight to see. And more importantly, when when we see that it's helping others, I mean, that really is what it was designed to do. Yes. And you are so doing that. And and the the really the purpose, the tagline, trying not to die dot live mm-hmm. just really fully expresses your mm-hmm. journey. And and I so appreciate what so many things that you said, mm-hmm. Deb, is, you know, and for all of your listeners, is that the experiences that we've been through in life can at the right time, we can mm-hmm. look back and especially with a guide mm-hmm. or a mentor, right. you know, right. we are trained to help people kind mm-hmm. of see the journey mm-hmm. and to see a higher purpose mm-hmm. for the journey right. and then to put some processes and mm-hmm. systems and things around it mm-hmm. so that it's something that can be de- duplicated, mm-hmm. replicated right. and mm-hmm. into a movement. And right. so mm-hmm. a face private Facebook mm-hmm. group and mm-hmm. resources and Tell, tell your global audience, you have so many components in your Facebook group and your whole movement. It's right. so exciting. Yeah. You know, well, I'll start with how we came up with the name. Um, okay. you know, and, and, and I wanted to share with everybody, too, the reason that we're talking about this is because everyone might have a passion. And you can you can do this too. Now I jumped all in. I mean, you know, I, I you know, but you can do this in a much smaller way. Um, you know, and, and so we want to show people how they can do it too. So the trying not to die came from one of the times when I was in the hospital and mom was here. She came from Kansas and, you know, some medical person came in, did something and left. And then I got the mom look, you know, that disapproving. And I went, what? And she said, "Ah, you did not say thank you. And I said, oh, for God's sakes, I'm trying to not die here. (laughs) And you know, that really was just, you know, I, I do. I, that's exactly what I said. I'm trying to not die here. And then later on, when we were thinking about this, we were thinking that is what happens when you have something like this, or again, a chronic illness, something like we get so focused on trying to not die that we forget we, we have to live. And so, you know, we had the trying to not die part. And then I go to, you know, go daddy look at trying not to die.com because I am a marketing person. You know, you, you, we are.com is the most common thing, yada, yada, yada. And uh, it was taken. <laughs> Somebody has it. And it's funny. It's this young woman who is in a, a college student overseas. She's not done anything with it. I contacted her, offered to buy it, gave what I thought was a pretty reasonable amount. She came back and wanted $5,000. And I said, oh, honey, this is just something in my mind. I'm not paying that much money for that. And so I go back to GoDaddy and GoDaddy suggests, here are the other things that are available that you might want to consider and spend money on. Um, And it said, trying not to die dot live. You know, and and that just was was perfect. And so then, of course, what happened is I was was working through this process, and I hired this absolutely wonderful brand identity uh, person, Josh Seppas, to help us through this. And and we said, let's make it an acronym. And so live, and and so the website is www.tryingnottodie.live, but the live is an acronym, and so it's lead your tribe. From your family to your physicians, you must lead your coalition. Invigorate your soul. Put yourself first as if it is your life on the line. Voice your feelings across a bridge of honesty, for only the truth is actionable. And elevate your mindset with a belief that you will indeed be fine no matter what the end results are. And so that was just kind of this. And and then, you know, you and I are talking about this and I thought, okay, I'm going to go all in. And, you know, and, and, and I'm very fortunate in the fact that I was able to do that both from a, a mental perspective, from a time perspective and from a financial perspective, because I have made quite an investment. Um, again, you know, for some folks, maybe all they need to do and want to do is a private Facebook group. But I hired Josh. We developed the brand manifesto that is absolutely killer. Knock it out of the park. Um, and you know, it's funny because I do branding, I do marketing, I design websites. But I knew 
If I didn't have someone else do it, I'd never get it done, right? We're the, the cobbler whose, whose kids never have shoes. So I then hired a team to develop the website. Kate Wiley and, and Brian Basilico have done an excellent job on all of that. Um, and, you know, and, and then, of course, you know, working with you in the, in the Women's Success Accelerator. So, you know, it's, it's been this team of people. But it really can just be one. Um, but but you know, and, and you mentioned the Facebook group. It is a private Facebook group, uh, and we made it private simply to keep out the people who are going to tell us that their juice can cure us. Um, you know, and and their juice might make us feel better, but it's probably not going to cure us. Um, but yeah, we wanted to keep out the spammers, and and so I do allow anyone into the the Facebook group as long as I I know that they're a real person who's not going to cause any issues, and. And that's been a great place for our community to really build and interact with each other, um, you know. And and I think that's you know, because most people are familiar with Facebook. This is not really appropriate for something like LinkedIn or any of the other social platforms. And Facebook really was a great place to do this. Plus, it doesn't. The only thing it costs is my time, um, you know, to, to be able to manage it and and go in and and do the posts and and things like that. But yeah, I mean, like I said, when when I went all in, I went all in. Um, and we officially launched the website in October. Um, it was appropriate because that was obviously Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, but we launched it because you, out of your graciousness, had me do a program um, on it for C-Suite and, um, you know, and, and talk about kind of how this, this passion and this, you know, uh, wanting to help others can you know you know how we form it but again how others can do it and replicate it yes beautiful and we named the program from tragedy to triumph mm -hmm. and so you know really a model i mean we're bringing it back to the business mm -hmm. power hour podcast right. here mm -hmm. is that you know for all of your listeners mm -hmm. that you know the things that have happened to us our mm -hmm. experiences mm -hmm. you know we can kind of step back and mm -hmm. really look at what are the lessons, right? There's the, mm -hmm. where are the opportunities? Mm -hmm. How can I right. take this mm -hmm. experience mm -hmm. and turn it into mm -hmm. a greater purpose? Right. Uh, because, yeah. you know, as, as we go along in our, our lives, oftentimes as we get later in our years, you know, it's, it's really time to look back and use our wisdom mm -hmm. and our experience for greater good. Right. And of course, as you have mentioned mm -hmm. so many times, Deb, community, mm -hmm. connection, and bringing, bringing knowledge, mm -hmm. bringing experience, support, all those good things. Mm -hmm. And of course, commerce. Mm -hmm. right. We do have a store. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and you're providing products mm -hmm. and services and things that are supporting mm -hmm. people that have had, re, you know, that have been diagnosed with mm -hmm. cancer. And, right. you know, tell us a little bit about that because they're tested by you mm -hmm. and their time, you know, they're time tested mm -hmm. and, you know, things that I would never think about mm -hmm. as a lay person, you know, supporting yeah. you and others. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, tell so, us about that. So what we decided to offer were things that I discovered through my journey were helpful or could have been helpful. Um, so the first thing, and it is the primary piece that we developed, um, is a notebook. And it's called I Am Tribe. It is, you know, uh, it, we pulled together all sorts of things, but it's a great resource to gather your medical records, you know, because we go into the doctor and they say, what are you taking? And we go, uh, <laughs> you know, when was your last surgery? Uh, you know, and, and, and it also has things in there like who, who is your tribe? Yeah. Um, what's your family medical history? Um, uh, it has, you know, you, uh, living will your patient's bill of rights. I mean, all of those things are in there and, you know, it's, it's something that uh, as we designed it, it is designed in a three ring binder because then you can, uh, you, we, we sell a PDF that you can just download or the full version that we've put together. And then we've got lots of other fun things in there, like temporary tattoos. I mean, all sorts of things. Um, but then you can put your latest test results in there, all of those things that when you go into the doctor, uh, you can do that. And, and I've had people who are 100% healthy who have purchased this because they say, hey, this is a great place to put these resources. Um, kind of scares me anytime somebody buys one. I'm like, oh, oh and then no, 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 it's okay. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the keystone of all this. But some of the other products are uh, things that the, the patient, the person on their journey could buy for themselves, 
but it's more what someone might buy to support them. So things like a tote bag, a blanket, T-shirt, a shirt that buttons up the front. Because when you go in, when you have a port and you go in and you need it accessed, if you just have a T-shirt on, they can't access that because it's down in your shoulder. And so you need something that buttons. Um, And so we have this very cool, it's a baseball jersey, you know, and, and so it buttons. Um, slippers. Oh my gosh. You know, you, you're in the hospital, your feet are cold and they give you those slippy socky thingies. Um, but, but yeah, slippers, one of the cool things. And and of course he is, he is our other little thing. And for those of you watching, um, this is warrior. He is our little bear. Um, and he has our logo on, um, which is a warrior and, and we'll explain that. Um, but you know, he's, and, and I, I had, when I was in the hospital, I had several friends that who were far away and they sent me stuffed animals and they were this size, you know, what is this four or five inches tall? Those little buggers were with me the entire time because it meant I was not alone. I knew that it was kind of through the process they had thought of me. So they're still thinking of me. And so that, that little stuffed animal was this great representation of that. Um, you know, and, and we do have some other items, but they were things that, that we were thinking about, you know, what comes in handy when you're going through chemo, you know, my first treatment was over eight hours long. And, and so you're there long enough. You, you might want a blanket. We do have a pillow, a small pillow, um, but you know, something to put your snacks in. And so the way we designed it too, is that, you could have the, the person buying it for someone else could have it sent to them, add items to it like magazines, puzzle books, crackers, and then gift it to the person, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, might be a group of people want to go together and say an office or a church group or something and, and buy this. But it's just a little way. And, and like we said, it has the warrior on it because we are all warriors as we're going through this process. Yes. And so this this is such an important part of the whole mission, mm-hmm. Deb. You have archetypes. Mm-hmm. And, and again, folks listening to this wonderful podcast, we so appreciate you listening and really taking notes as well, is thinking about the archetypes. Who, you know, how do we need to be and who do we right. need to be mm-hmm. to get through this situation? Right. Tell us a little bit more about your logo and the warrior. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was just starting the journey. And and saw and I probably seen this multiple times, but of course it it was like we were saying timing is everything. And I saw this this thing probably on Facebook, and it said, "Fate says to the warrior, you cannot withstand the storm." The warrior responds, "I am the storm." You know, and and I even have a, a, a I got a tattoo on my arm that says warrior. I mentioned the temporary tattoos. We have temporary tattoos that say warrior, um, so that someone can you know can can have that uh, as they're going through their treatment and not not have something that's going to last forever like mine does. But the concept of the warrior is that you know she or he, you know, we are the ones in charge. We are the warriors. We are the ones going through this. But the important thing is that we not go through it alone. A warrior is only as strong as their tribe. And so that's where it is so important is to build those people who are around you, whether it's your medical people, your family, your friends, all of those people who are going to support you in this process. Um, So I worked with this lovely young woman. She just graduated from college. Her name is Mackenzie Hooks to design the logo. And it is a warrior and she is kneeling. and. Gentlemen, yes, we support you. We love you. We encourage you. But I do understand that women are our primary audience, right? I am a marketer. Um, So anyhow, the warrior is a woman and she is kneeling and she has put her sword in the sand in front of her. And she is saying, I draw the line here. This is where I take my stand. And she's looking out. She's looking forward. She is not in a submissive pose. I mean, this is very much a warrior pose. And I love you pointed out at one point that a warrior's armor is just in the front. They they don't have armor in the back because they're always going forward. 
They're not right. worried about what's behind them. It is They're not what, running. Yes. Yes. You know, it is what is in front of you that you have to deal with. Um, you know, and, and really that's kind of where this warrior came from. And, and so anytime, you know, like I saw a post from a friend of mine yesterday, she's uh, has had quite the journey with cancer and is on the upswing again. Absolutely fantastic news. And of course, what I put was warrior on. Um, right. Because it is that that thought that, you know, we we can stand this. Um, and, you know, I don't want to be Pollyanna about this. Sometimes our journeys, well, obviously our journeys end. Um, and, you know, sometimes they end a lot sooner than, than we had thought. But the key is, you know, we're, we're not curing anything. We're saying this is how you live with it and you learn to live. Um, you know, and, and so how are you going to do that? Are you going to do that with the grace and the strength of the warrior and, and, and be that example to everyone else? Um, you know, and, and that's really where we got, where we got the warrior. Beautiful. And your whole tribe and community metaphors, you know, and again, for your audience thinking and remembering the mindset of you're never alone. Mm -hmm. Yes. Never Mm -hmm. alone. And I so appreciate that you have created a tribe of elders. Mm -hmm. You have advisors. Maybe you could tell, tell your global audience about how you've really surrounded Mm -hmm. yourself and set up a structure for more support Mm -hmm. and more guidance. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. For not only yourself, but also Mm -hmm. for your global community. Right. Right. You know, it, it is like we said, you know, it's about building those, those tribes. And so we've developed our advisors, our tribe members, um, one of which is, of course, you. And and I tell people, you know, some of them, I'm like, you know, I'm sorry, you got sucked into this. You're not getting out. <laughs> Thank you. For You've been nominated it. and right. volunteered yes. and yes. you're in. I, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and they're I, delighted, by the right. way. You and, know and, I, and I yeah. so appreciate yeah. the fact that I, I have sucked them in and they have embraced it. Um, because yeah. I always tell people, you know, it's it's okay. I'll understand. They're like, nope, nope. We're in it for the long haul. Um, and... But you know, we also have medical people. Obviously, my oncologist is one of our advisors. Um, we've got some other people, other medical people who are in there. People who have had cancer are part of our advisors. Um, you know, and and because when I give our information and our resources, I need to make sure first of all that it is accurate. That um, you know. Uh, that it is correct. Uh, like in our resources, I mean, if you Google cancer, your your internet blows up, right? I mean, there's just you know, and 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 that's one of the first things we do. Anytime you get a diagnosis, you go to Doctor Google, and you get. <laughs> um, and so the resources that we provide are very much ones that we know are factual and authentic. So pretty much the only ones that that I I always refer to is the American Cancer Society and Mayo Clinic. Um, But we also have things um, uh, like, uh, you know, we have uh, one of our our people um, has leukemia. So we have the Leukemia Society because that person said to me, oh my gosh, this is a great resource. Fine. We were were more than happy to put that in there. Um, But the other thing that we also have resources on is, is for physicians. Yes. Exactly. And medical personnel yes. who are dealing with us and how are they going to treat us in a way that is respectful and honors our our challenges and our journey. Um, and, and so that's but that was part of why we also wanted medical people to be part of the our board of advisors was to make sure that that we were incorporating that also. Yes. And so really the the tremendous scope of the mission that you have started is, you know, when we start with the next step Mm -hmm. and is also not only for patients that are Mm -hmm. dealing with cancer, but Mm -hmm. also how to be supporters Mm -hmm. of our family members and friends who have been diagnosed with it. But Mm -hmm. also, you know, an arm that I know that you're moving into is physician education, Mm -hmm. um, uh, medical personnel, Mm -hmm. and also you know, the impact on medical schools. So Mm -hmm. you as a speaker, Mm -hmm. speaking to medical students about how to really Mm -hmm. listen Mm -hmm. to what patients are not saying, Right. Right. you know? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, there there have been several times when, you know, doctors have brought the, where I've, you know, brought students in, interns, things like that, and said, talk to her. (laughs) And because they know that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to give them what is, you know, helpful information. And so like one of the things that I, I tell them is 
I am a patient or no, I am not a patient. I am a person. There you go. And please remember to treat me like I am your mother, your grandmother, your wife, or how you would like to be treated. You know, treat me with that respect with that because, you know, doctors and medical people bless them. I mean, you know, they, and especially when you're dealing with something like, like this, it is such a, a challenge um, in so many ways. And, and so sometimes they kind of go into robot mode. Here's the information. I got to go to my next patient. Here's the information. I got to go to my next patient. And they forget that we might have 900 questions. We're really sorry, but we have 900 questions because we went to Dr. Google. Um, you know, and, and so, but the, the, the entire medical community is really looking at this and has been for, for a while. They call it patient-centered care. And in my marketing mind, that's called customer service, right? You know, exactly. and, and so how do we work together as that team to have the better outcome? Um, you know, and, and to really make sure because when they are listening to us, when they are treating us with respect, we're going to pay attention to them. So we're going to be more likely to follow their instructions. We might still question them, but we you know, and and so we're going to have a better outcome when it's more of a team as opposed to someone lecturing to someone else. And I think it, it is something that needs to start in the schools being taught that this is is how you treat these people, not these yes. patients. And they're also not a diagnosis. I mean, I heard people when I was in the hospital saying, oh, she's the so-and-so in room. You know, and I'm like, I can't, what? <laughs> yeah. So bringing bringing the people, the human mm-hmm. part uh, yes. back into, you know, uh, mm-hmm. cancer into any sort of, I hate mm-hmm. to use the word diagnosis, but, mm-hmm. you know, to a situation, mm-hmm. but also, you know, another facet mm-hmm. of your movement. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, for our, your beautiful audience, starting where you're at. Mm-hmm. And of course, then thinking about mm-hmm. what could be the layers that right. you add on right. over time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, certainly with the business power mm-hmm. hour, the workplace mm-hmm. and commerce mm-hmm. and business is mm-hmm. dealing with, you know, people that mm-hmm. uh, are dealing with illness and mm-hmm. you know, situations that impact right. their professional mm-hmm. life. And so, mm-hmm. you know, how how do HR departments and how right. do people mm-hmm. teams Mm-hmm. You know, how do they cope? Mm-hmm. So the multifaceted mm-hmm. aspect of your movement, Deb, right. is so inspiring, mm-hmm. so exciting. And, you know, it's really a legacy to who you are, Deb. It really well, is. Thank and you. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, so inspiring to me and I know to your audience. And so, you know, I'm just wondering, perhaps some big picture takeaways mm-hmm. from our time together. Lessons yeah. learned yeah. and, you know. Things that you would, you know, share with, with your audience. Today. I think, you know, it's, especially when you're dealing with, because yes, this is hopefully going to be a business that makes money, you know, even nonprofits make money, <laughs> you know, there's, um, you know, and, yes. and so, but it, it, it's, it's okay to be small and think big. And it's also okay to stay small. I mean, maybe what you want to do is just have a Facebook group for moms facing the same issue. That's okay. But, you know, for me, it really is about how can we impact others in a positive way, Um, you know, and and then have that spread. You know, two people last week in our Facebook group posted and said, I'm going in for surgery tomorrow. Immediately, people started saying, "What you know, prayers for you, sending you thoughts, keep us posted, all of those various things. And those people didn't know each other. You know, they had no idea who they were. But that community is what helps people. And I always tell people, you know, because many times they tell me, I don't know what to say. You know, my friend, my whoever was diagnosed, I don't know what to say. And I tell them, you know, I'm sorry. What can I do is is good. You know, but don't ignore it. There's that big elephant in the room. Um, It's very much like if you're dealing with someone who has lost a partner or a child, you don't know what to say, but simply saying, I'm sorry. I mean, that goes so far, Um, you know, and, and so, you know, it's, we can all make a difference, whether it's large, whether it's small. Sometimes it is just something as simple as like my mother said, saying, thank you. 
right? You know, when, when we're going through the drive through and we can tell that that person might have had a bad day saying, thank you so much. I hope you have a, a great rest of your day. That might You might be the only person that day that said something nice to them, but make sure that you are that person who said something nice to them. Um, you know, if you can do something that, you know, is, is you know, going to affect many others, great. That's fabulous. But affecting one person, because then they're going to affect a, a person positively. They might not turn around and yell at the person next to them. They might say thank you. And then it spreads. I mean, that's how all this comes about is how can we find the positives in something that is horrible and icky and awful? I've had over 30 surgical procedures. Um, I'm this mass of scars. Um, how can we find something positive in that that can help others? Yes. Deb, what an inspiring, my goodness, fabulous interview. Great opportunity to talk with you. I know that your words of are they're just out now in the world sending those messages of positivity and you know and it's uh it just starts with one step mm-hmm. and right. taking the step when you're mm-hmm. ready and uh building a community and tribe mm-hmm. and just taking that one step right. with an intention of mm-hmm. caring and making a positive difference and you know kind of getting out of our own way a bit you know and uh seeking the support of others mm-hmm. and there there's a lot of support i think even more than we'll ever know so Deb, I yes, thank well, you. I honor you. I appreciate you, thank you. and um, you matter. Well, speaking of appreciate and honoring, you were a big and are a big part of all of this. And I, you know, I want to give you the opportunity to talk a little bit about what you do, um, because I I cannot recommend you highly enough. Um, you know, would I have done this without you? No. You know, I, I just wouldn't have. But the guidance that you provided was absolutely invaluable. Um, you know, and whether it's you know it, through through the programs that you provide, but yes, you you have a great um, way of working with people and honoring them. And so, please tell us a little bit more about how you could help others. Oh my goodness, Deb, thank you. And. What you're illustrating for me and for your audience is really the spirit of reciprocity mm-hmm. and the spirit of respect mm-hmm. and the ripple effect of the work that we're doing and who we are. We'll never know the lives that we touch. And, you know, to think that we don't have an impact is actually kind of selfish, you know? <laughs> so, so the, the work that I do is to guide and mentor women, especially. I love men and I love children and communities. And and but my specialty is working with women who in their heart they know they have a message. They want to use their life for a greater purpose. And how to do that to really help them be seen, be heard, and be richly rewarded in whatever fashion works for them. And so so I have groups, masterminds, councils, the form of it is different. And, uh, you know, it's very easy to find me on LinkedIn, Kathleen Caldwell. And, you know, I, I have uh, my website, KathleenCaldwell.com. And so reach out to me, send me a post, send me, a, you know, I think also commenting on your fabulous podcast today, Deb, you know, getting the conversation about mm-hmm. what's there for you to do in the audience? What's there for you to do? And to even just simply have a conversation about, hey, I was really, I have an inkling that there's more for me in this world. And um, just starting, that's Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, the world needs us now. The world Mm -hmm. needs us, yeah, more than ever before. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. Yeah. And it's our opportunity to do something about it. You know, and it has been such an honor for me to work with you. Um, it is, you know, and, and really it's, it, it has been a blessing, um, you know, and, and something obviously that I will never forget. And, you know, and, and hopefully through what we have done, we're able to show people they're not alone, um, you know, and, and to really let them know that they need to build that sense of community or not that sense of that build that community to help mm-hmm. others, support others, if they want to do it themselves, they can do that too. That's um, right. You know, we we want to do that. So again, thank you so much for for doing this. You're welcome, and I appreciate you being the guest on today's Business Power Hour 
podcast. Deb Creer, founder of the movement Trying Not to Die Dot Live and founder of Wise Women Communication. I love so, it. Yeah, thank you. Well, you know, normally I ask my guests for one final quote. So I'm going to reiterate the quote that we did earlier. Fate whispers to the warrior, you cannot withstand the storm. The warrior responds, I am the storm. So for everyone out there, be that warrior, be that storm. You can do it. We know you can do it. I'm Deb Creer. I've been having so much fun talking with Kathleen Caldwell. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.